Hey there, Internet. This is Glenn Dawson. And this is Linda Dawson, and you're listening to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast, where we study the history of the old-time songs we grew up singing in our churches, their authors, and the history that led to the writing of these songs. Yes, Linda, there's almost always a story behind the songs that have endured over the years that can teach us something because they were inspired by the Word of God, and they lift our spirits, strengthen our hearts, and encourage our spirits along our pathway to heaven. Yes, and the song set the tone of our spiritual embrace with God, our Creator, as we lift our melodies in worship. We have a saying that says, God knew that words alone could not express the dictates of our hearts, so he created music, and that is certainly true. The Apostle Paul wrote to the saints, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace, spoken of in Colossians 16, and making melody with your heart to the Lord, as it says in Ephesians 5:19. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord in Psalms 98, 4. Possessing a dimension of its own, music often exceeds the spoken word in expressing moods and feelings of the soul. The scriptures offer many such references as expressions of love and reverence for the Lord. At the dedication of the temple in the days of Solomon, the priests waited on their offices, the Levites also with their instruments and music of the Lord, which David, the king, had made to praise the Lord. And the priest sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. As we read in Second Chronicles 7, 6, and also in Second Chronicles 5, 12. At another time there were cymbals, psalteries, and harps for the service of the house of God, for the songs of the Lord, as written in First Chronicles 25, 6-7. Later the psalmist spoke of praising the Lord with the sound of the trumpet, psaltery and harp, timbrel, stringed instruments and organs, loud cymbals and high-sounding cymbals in Psalms 153-5. It also was written in Psalms, O sing unto the Lord a new song, make a joyful noise to the Lord in Psalms 98-1-4. Sing unto him, sing praises and psalms unto him, Psalms 105-2. For the day of David and Ashaf of the old there were chief of the they were chief of the singers and songs and praise and thanksgiving unto God. And this continued in the Zeb, in the days of Zebabel and in the days of Nehemiah, as it's written in Nehemiah twelve, forty six and forty seven. Moreover, Hezekiah the king and the princes commanded the Levite to sing praise unto the Lord with the words of David and of Asaph the seer, and they sang praises with gladness, and they bowed their heads and worshipped, as in Second Chronicles 29.30. In the New Testament it's written, And I looked, and lo, the Lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with a hundred and forty-four thousand, and they sang as if it was a new song before the throne. And no man could learn the song but the 144,000, which were redeemed from the earth. Music can lift one's spirits and give courage. 
When King Saul was depressed, David took a harp and played until Saul was refreshed. First Samuel sixteen twenty three. Paul and Silas in jail in Philippi prayed and sang praises until God at midnight in Acts sixteen twenty five. And the people of Jared crossing the great sea did sing praises unto the Lord day and night in Esther six nine. Music is used to teach the gospel. The Apostle Paul wrote to the saints, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace. Colossians 3.16 And making melody in your heart to the Lord. Ephesians 5.19 And in today's hymn, George Duffield, Jr., wrote this hymn out of a tragic accident that resulted in the early death of one of the most stirring preachers in the northeastern United States during the mid-19th century. Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus is a hymn inspired by the dying message of Dudley Ting, a young church pastor uh, in Philadelphia who was forced to resign from his Episcopal church pastorate for speaking out against slavery in the mid-1800s. Written during a time of revival in 1858, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus echoes the Bible's call for believers to stand up and serve the Lord mightily. This hymn calls us to stand up, put on the gospel armor, and serve Jesus courageously. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high your royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead, till every foe is vanquished, and Christ is Lord indeed. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the trumpet call obey. Forth to the mighty conflict, in this his glorious day. Ye that are brave, now serve him against unnumbered foes. Let courage rise with danger and strength to strength oppose. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor. Each piece put on with prayer. Where duty calls our danger. Be never wanting there. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. The strife will not be long. This day the noise of battle, the next the victor's song. To him that overcometh a crown of life shall be. He with the king of glory shall reign eternally. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in 1858, Pastor Stephen Tang was looking to retire. He was a notable preacher, much in demand in his years of ministry. The church was looking for a replacement for their retiring pastor and thought of his son, Dudley Tyne. Dudley had graduated from Harvard and was pastoring a church in New York. His father's church contacted him to consider being their new pastor. Dudley accepted their invitation and took over his father's ministry at the Philadelphia Church. Dudley's father, Stephen Tyne, was a golden-tongued orator and a statement. Dudley preached nothing like his father. 
He was not a polished preacher like his father. Dudley was a fireball evangelist in the pulpit. The church people were used to listening to a calm preaching of his father and didn't take well to Dudley's lively sermons. After two short years, the people became critical of Dudley. Dudley was outspoken in his convictions, especially when it came to slavery. Dudley was against slavery and was not embarrassed to express his feelings in the pulpit. Seeing that there was problems with the people's perception of him, Dudley resigned from the church. Quite simply, he did not want to stay and cause problems. He then went across town and started a new church. In addition, Ting and other ministers preached revival meetings at the local YMCA during lunch and noon, and soon they became to attract thousands. This revival period is known as the work of God in Philadelphia. In March of 1858, Tang preached a rousing sermon to 5,000 young men at the YMCA, and over 1,000 made a profession of faith. During this sermon, Tang is said to have declared, I would rather this right arm be amputated at its trunk than I should come short of my duty to you in delivering God's message. So, shortly after that compelling message, Tang went back to his father's farm to rest, and while walking through the barn, when he came upon a mule that was working a machine shelling corn, he reached out to pet the mule, and when he did his shirt sleeve, became caught in the cogs of the machine, and quite quickly and severely lacerated his arms to the point of detachment. Rushed to the hospital, it was discovered that Dudley's main artery was severed. Four days later, gangrene set in, and the arm had to be amputated at the shoulder. Two days later, the shock to his body proved fatal, and Dudley passed away. However, before he died, his father called his mother, his wife, and his son to the bedside. He held his father's hand, and he said the following, Father, stand up, stand up for Jesus. Tell all my pastor brethren to stand up for Jesus. A preacher friend of Dudley's, whose name was Dr. George Duffield, was also in the room at the time, and George said of his friend, He was the noblest, bravest, and manliest man I have ever met. Duffield, the son of a well-known Presbyterian minister, was educated at Yale University and Union Theological Seminary. He used his independent wealth, according to the Reverend Carlton Young, to establish small congregations and to support evangelistic endeavors. Duffield was inspired by the funeral service for Chang to preach on Ephesians 6.14 in his sermon the following Sunday at Temple Presbyterian Church, the text of which reads, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. The hymn he wrote was sung at the conclusion of the sermon. This omitted stanza that was sung has, is, is, five, is the fifth verse, and it alludes to Tang's death in lines five and six. And it goes like this. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. 
each soldier to his post, close up the broken columns, and shout through all the host. May good his loss so heavy, and those that still remain, and prove to all around you that death itself is gain. Hymnologist Kenneth Osbeck noted that Duffield's Sunday school superintendent was so impressed by the hymn that he shared it throughout the church's Sunday school classes. From there, the editor of a Baptist periodical received a copy and promoted it in his publication, giving it wider circulation and making it available for publication in hymnals to this day. George W. Weber, founder of the Boston Academy of Music, composed most the most commonly used tune for Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus, called W.E.B.B. Webb, also known as the Morning Light. United States. It seems as if every time you turn around, someone wants you to support their cause. Some of them are good, some of them not so much. But when you stand for Jesus... Sometimes you may stand alone. When you stand for Jesus, things might not just go your way. When you stand for Jesus, there will be persecution. When you stand for Jesus, you might lose friends. When you stand for Jesus, you might wind up in prison. When you stand for Jesus, you might be asked to deny him. There's only one way to stand in this evil day, and that's to have the power of the Holy Spirit working inside. He overcame. He has set us a comforter so that he could do the same. He would tell us, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father, as John fourteen twelve. So even if it isn't popular, even if it is dangerous, even if we are the only ones standing, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. In First Peter 1, 18-19. Are you standing with Jesus? Where's your faith? Are you trusting in yourself? Or are you trusting in Jesus alone? Jesus went to the Father three times just before his crucifixion. He said, Oh, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. Then he submitted to the cross, where he gave his life and suffered your eternal punishment, suffered your hell on that cross as only he could do. You see, there is nothing you could do. He only asked that you trust his propitiation for your sin. Believe he did this for you and accept the free gift of salvation. Trust him right now. Now, Glenn, would you play Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus on the alto sax? I sure will.
just be useless. We're thrilled when folks tell us that they heard our podcast or our music and they were blessed. Thank you so much. You can message us by email at glenn.dawson at glenndawsonea.com That's G-L-E-N-N dot Dawson at G-L-E-N-N Dawson E-A.com You can also reach us by leaving a comment at most sites that carry our program. We certainly love it when you visit with us on our podcast, listen to our music, or watch our YouTube videos. Our video programs are on YouTube, over there on the Glenn and Linda Dawson channel. And you could just go over to YouTube and search for us there. Just type in Glenn and Linda Dawson, and it'll go right to it. While you're there, listening to us, watching our videos, Press the like button and go ahead and subscribe. And then click on that notification button and you'll be notified when the new videos come out. Also, it'll help us in our effort to partner up with YouTube. YouTube gets advertising money for showing our videos on the platform. And they share that money with the content providers when they're in the part of the program. In order to be part of the partner program, we need 4,000 watch hours in 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. We can't do it without your help, and we appreciate your help so much. This will help us get our channel going. Our program is part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association. We're a 100% nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. Any finances that might come in would go directly to the ministry, 100%. Our webpage is located at glendawsonea.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God God be be with with you. you. Goodbye Goodbye for for now. now.